Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts, Noah, Griggs, and Ben, going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can tweet at us at Noah underscore Phillips, at Junior underscore McClurkin, and at the Griggs B. It's time for the green flag, and it's lights out, and away we go. Welcome into the Smooth Operators Podcast. I am your good friend, Ben McClurkin, alongside my co-host, Griggs Blankenberg and Noah Phillips. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Joe Bellardo. Happy to be here. Welcome in. Griggs, Noah, how are we doing? Joe, you ain't got to lie about that. You know, if, you, if you're not really happy to be here, you know, don't don't feel the need to lie to yeah, us. Yeah, uh, we know Ben forced you to be here. You don't have to just... Yeah, uh, I'm holding that. a fictional gun to his back right now fictional gun they won't let me leave guys so you got to pay a ransom or something i don't know i'm gonna get out of here joe has been crying for help for the past 12 hours it's okay though anyways it's all a joke it's all a joke so today (laughs) we're gonna be talking a little bit to you guys about formula one and the news thereabouts and one thing that i want to say is it is a grand prix weekend brazil yeah interlagos the track between the lakes uh, we love that, and we'll get more into that later. But right now, um, we will be talking a little bit about the Las Vegas Grand Prix, everybody's favorite parking lot race. Yes. So Vegas, they had their intro thing. Yeah. Turn us down a little bit there, Noah. Yeah, there we go. I'm a little loud in the mix. I can hear myself talking into my ears. That's a little better. Okay, That's there we better. go. Lovely. You, you, people get to hear the inside of radio now. Amazing. Yeah, they also get to hear the inside of my throat. It was so <laughs> loud. Um, but yeah, the Vegas thing, they had their little show thing last weekend that it was like live on YouTube when I opened it and I just didn't get to see like any of it live yeah. just because like I just walked back and I'm like, oh, this is going on after I got home from watching the Mississippi State football game. So oh. I'm like, okay, this is happening. But yeah, it's basically what you said. Another parking lot Grand Prix and they started to sell tickets and they didn't sell out as fast as the um, Miami tickets yet though. So, But the Miami tickets sold out before they went on sale. So Yeah, yeah, they went to... Everybody who had the deepest pockets, so at least, at least there's a bit more of a chance. But you, still, I hope I, I still haven't listened back to the full show last week. But did you, no, did you talk about the car going through the casino? Any? Uh, no, I didn't talk about. Wait, it. Wait, what? No, it oh, was you didn't see awesome. that? The, the Mercedes. They, they had a Red Bull go like through a casino hall through oh. through the blackjack parlor. That which must is be. hilarious because there's one guy still sitting there playing blackjack, and I was like, oh, that's me. He, that, is, that is me in 10 years. He like me for real. He could not care less that a Formula <laughs> 1 car was driving through. He's just sitting there playing Max blackjack Stappen's by drive by. Do I, do, I, do I stay at 16? <laughs> like a, a deafening Formula 1 car driving through a blackjack hall, and this dude's over here Imagine he like flips, chilling. Imagine like the car goes by and he flips up the cards. I'd be upset. No, you as a poker player mainly, would you just be super mad or just be like, oh, oh there goes car? I'd be like intimidated like and i'd be mad because like there's videos of like there's this there's a this guy got really mad at a poker tournament i think it was in like australia or something and he flipped the table over that's terrible and that, like, it just ended up going into like a full-out brawl and it was hilarious <laughs> you so. know if somebody flipped over my poker table i'd i'd have a mind to hit him maybe it is awesome though just looking at like the all the casinos like on, on this little uh tickets screen they got here of course it's ten thousand dollars to sit in skybox wow but uh you got like planet hollywood paris valleys the flamingo uh the nation the high roller of course the bellagio mgm grand is not is over there caesar's palace mirage the main one the bellagio 
with the fountains. Oh, yeah. That they were going to build, like, grandstands over the fountains, kind of like they did for the – They're what they want to do with the – Please don't do that. The NFL draft could have been so much cooler in Vegas if they wanted to. They, like, this, this, the uh, these stages on, like, the Bellagio fountains, and they just never did. Because originally when they were having it in 2020, they thought, before COVID happened. Wait, so the stands were going to be on top of the fountain? If I could find a picture of it, or not on top, like the actual fountain part, but be like over the water part. Yeah, I was going to, if I remember seeing that, I think it was going to block the entire view of the fountain, which is kind of the iconic shot of Vegas. Yeah. Thinking about a Formula One car (laughs) driving down as the water is falling behind it, like in the, in the synchronized way, that would look so cool on a race night with the lights and everything. Uh, Also, what are you going to do if you're sitting there? Like just get wet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah very wet i mean it's hot in vegas yeah but not at night you gotta cool off man freezing at night or it wouldn't block them but here's what it would look like i'm showing ben a picture of it right now yeah i'm not a fan i'm not a fan i'm not a fan either but they know they gotta make that money and they know those seats would go for the most because it looks like that is the like the main part of the street i can't tell if that'd be the start line or not but yeah that yeah. would be a big money spot if, if they did them lower and wider i could tolerate it but they're just super concentrated right there like if they spread it out down the main street and maybe did five or six rows they could sell those tickets for more money mm-hmm. at less cost to them and then you could see the fountain but so no is that the, the track that you're looking at right now that's what the track's going to be next year yes all right so judging that track how many turns does it say there uh, are it's 17 17 <sighs> turns with a how long is that back straight uh, I don't know exactly. This is just like the ticket. Station. Okay. So but, but, I mean, the back straight runs down from Treasure Island all the way down to Planet Hollywood. So that's like the entire strip. Yeah. Really. It's a good majority of it. I don't know if any of y'all have ever been to Vegas. Or really, it starts at the Wynn. I don't know if any of y'all have ever been to Vegas. I have not been to Vegas. Have you? I have. I was really young. <laughs> that's where it all started. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it all began. In case y'all don't know, I am a uh, – I, I am a poker player. Like, I, I, I've, I've watched all the WSOPs, you know, from uh, 2003 up to recently. It's like know, me so. with Formula One, which yeah. is what we're trying to talk about. No, me. Well, I'm like, sorry. You know, we're running we're past about Vegas, man. We're running. <laughs> is a good. I mean, it's a good Grand Prix. You know, yeah. it combines your two interests, poker exactly. and Formula One, and brings yeah. them together. We're actually they're going to be racing right past Bally's, which is about to become the uh, horseshoe. If y'all know anything about poker history, that's where. Uh, Almost all the original WSOPs were played. Hmm. That's real. That's about really be, cool. It's about to be renamed the Horseshoe. Actually, that's really cool. Yeah. But How does that affect the poker Bronx cars? The poker cars <laughs> rev to over uh, ten thousand RPMs. No, but uh, to play no. poker, it takes more mental fortitude. <laughs> I to play no limit. <laughs> to play I no limit. I highly doubt that pulling seven G's in a corner takes m- less mental fortitude. Than staring at some cards ben, that are <laughs> randomly given but to as you the song and bluffing. The band, as the song goes, you got to know when to fold them. Yeah, I think Noah's Quite folded. True. Noah's folded. <laughs> I have. But I, yeah, no. How does that affect LeBron's legacy, though? <laughs> oh no! All right. oh, I, knew, no. I knew I could get under Ben's skin with that one. That's why I did it. That's funny. But looking at this track or seeing the kind of the stuff we see on social media so far, like what are our kind of like expectations for Las Vegas? I mean, again, it's gonna be the four, only the fourth ever Vegas race to be held. Uh, fourth only, only uh, F1 race to be held on a Saturday instead of a Sunday, which me, Ben, and Noah were talking about the other weekend, probably had something to do with in, in regards to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders Definitely. having a potential home game on that Sunday. I feel like the NFL would be smart enough not to schedule it on a Sunday, but who knows? NFL is still king. But what are y'all's opinions on that track and 
what it looked like at the start. Ben's pointing to Joe. Joe, you want to start? Yeah, sure. I can hop in here. I mean, I was just looking it up while you guys were talking about it. I mean, the straight, it looked like it was about 1.93 miles. So, you know, fairly average, ton of turns, you know, not going to make for the most exciting racing. And I think it touches on something that we've talked or I've listened to you guys talk on the podcast about, especially when it comes to races like Miami, where you take these great venues that are very exciting places to have a Formula One Grand Prix. And then you basically make it a parking lot race. Um, you know, you, you put in fake water in the case with Miami or, you know, you really dumb down the venue and take out some of the exciting parts of it like we were talking about with uh, the fountains potentially being blocked. Um, so, you know, very sort of an interesting strategy to try to grow F1 in America. Yeah. And I, I think another thing, too, the, the strategy that Formula One took with Canada, Canada, Canada is way different than what they're doing in america in america they're trying to get the high rollers the big bucks and they're you know canada is also a street circuit right so the circuit is Gilles Villeneuve is one of the best tracks it has the wall of champions right it's got that awesome turn one and a great turn five like it's a wonderful track and it's on a street it's in montreal like it's winding through montreal the walls are super close super high risk and it's just such a shame that they don't apply that same strategy to Miami, right? Like going through Miami near the beach would be super cool, right? And having sand on the racetrack would be super cool, right? But like, there's no risk. The runoffs were non-existent in Miami, but they weren't necessary because the cars were going so slow. Um, the the track was disintegrating and coming apart on important parts of an apex like the racing there just wasn't good and it's because they had really bad tarmac and it was super last minute i just really think they could have done better with miami and not to rant about that because we're trying to stay on topic about vegas but with vegas i'm afraid it's going to be the same it's going to be track degradation more than tire degradation and really boring racing but i haven't looked too in depth at the layout maybe there are some spots to pass who knows think at the end of the day no matter how boring the racing is it's going to be so beautiful to look at it will be super cool to watch it, though. it'll be awesome it's kind of like i wasn't here with y'all talk last about the mexican grand prix last week but me and ben were talking about not a great race vibes were there oh yeah vibes were there oh yeah i mean i you look at the grandstands right now how they have the uh, ticket set up going into the start finish straight they have it like completely surrounded by uh grounds grandstands kind of like um the stadium section in mexico which is super cool yeah don't get me wrong but my thoughts on this really still being kind of like new to formula one like granted it's going to be for some interesting things i mean qualifying is going to be interesting just because they've never had to and i also think kind of like it will be an interesting race this is the first time it's like ever happened we don't really know what's going to happen yeah off the jump and stuff like that and it's las vegas so it's going to be a lot of stuff like i have feel like it could be like more of like the um Kind of like an Azerbaijan-esque. Yeah. Kind of like street circuits. Because it's like really, get, it's, it's like right in Baku, there in the city. Oh my gosh. It's like Baku right, style. You know what I'm saying though? Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like right in the heart of the city. It's like right there. Mm-hmm. Super tight. You know, that does remind me though, um, this is kind of related. So back in the day, um, mid-1980s, Formula One was trying to have three races in the U.S. So they already had two. They had the uh, U.S. West Grand Prix 
for the uh, Caesars Palace Grand Prix, which happened once. And then also that year, they had the uh, Long Beach race, where uh, IndyCar still races now at the uh, Long Beach circuit that was used in the 80s for Formula One. And they were trying to get another race out in California. Um, that fell through, but, you know, it's not, this isn't anything new. And people complaining about there being too many races in the U.S. Like, it's, it's just the it's just it's just the way it is. It's just the European people. Yeah, it it always has been, and <laughs> that that can attest to another thing. Um, this is uh, related to Americans, uh, and and Florida, um, Florida. <laughs> Logan Sargent from Fort Lauderdale might be getting his super license and be seeing a Formula One seat at Williams, and the market for an American driver making, like, his, doing his first ever. Las Vegas Grand Prix, the first time it ever ran, like the potential for that to be a really good story is massive. To lose Latifi to gain the American, yeah, I'm okay with that. It's a, it's, it kind of evens itself out a little bit there. <laughs> and but the Daniel Ricardo not being able to race in Vegas, like honestly, like if like one of the Red Bull people, like probably gonna go to Red Bull be the reserve driver. Yeah, we're thinking. Yeah, I'd be okay if one of them had to call in sick. That we can let Danny yeah. race that one, just because he was like, uh, and then, I remember you're not on social media that much, but no, you might remember the intro video to Las Vegas. He's like, I want to race in Vegas really bad. Oh, yeah. poor guy. Yeah. And I think there was even an interview a couple years ago. They were going through with the new owners of F1. I think when Liberty Media got a hold of it. Yeah. And they were saying, basically, I think it was Lewis, Seb, and Daniel were on the podium. They were going through, or maybe it was Fernando Alonso, and they were going through each thing that they wanted. And Daniels was having a race in Vegas. Um, you know, very much crazy that he's not going to get to race there that's so strange unfortunately we're gonna have to fold the rest of this conversation but when we come Ooh. back we're talking about another thing you guys touched on a little bit last weekend the red bull and sky sports controversy so don't go anywhere you're listening to smooth operators on Weagle 91.1 fm Hello and welcome back to F uh, Weagle ninety one point one FM exclusive Formula One show. We just talked about uh, Las Vegas. Uh, right now, we're going to talk about uh, the controversy between the Red Bull team and Sky Sports Media Gate in in the in this sport that is second only to poker and mental fortitude. <laughs> So, yeah, the Sky Sports controversy. You guys talked about it a little bit last week, but to refresh people who don't remember, there were some things said after the Austin Grand Prix on Ted Kravitz's notebook, known as Ted's Notebook, on Sky Sports, talking about, like, the context in this was kind of a little bit taken out of context, where he was saying, here could be a hypothetical movie script for Brad Pitt, when since they showed... Did, did we know if Brad Pitt was at the Austin Grand Prix or not yet? Yeah, he was. He, he was? was? There, yeah, yeah he think... ignored Martin Brundle and then sent him a letter I, saying, no, I think hey, that... sorry, you're a legend. I think that was a joke I was saying. I was saying because they showed him so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was he there? Yeah. I think he was there. No. And so he was saying a script like, imagine this like driver, one of the greatest drivers of all time, who wins seven championships, oh, eight championships, oh, I mean eight, uh, seven, is robbed of his last one what and, and, and kind of thing like that. Kind of basically saying what theoretically happened last year at Abu Dhabi 2021 as a script. Ted should have known better, even though it was kind of taken a little bit out of context. But at the same time, yeah. he just can't do that. And then Max responded, since the British media have been pretty anti-Red Bull for the most part, I'd say, yeah. minus 
I'd say uh, Rundle and then um, Crofty on yeah. the on the air, just the pundits, really. Yeah. But then Max said he had enough, and no Red Bull people talked to them during uh, Mexico. So yeah, what'd y'all get from that? Um, I just I'm kind of tired of people saying or delegitimizing Max's championship because he had literally nothing to do with it. He drove the best race he could have driven. It's not. It's not his fault that the FIA screwed it up. And honestly, I think given the circumstances, he made the most out of what was happening and he capitalized on other people's mistakes. And that's what a champion does. And then this year too, they're calling it illegitimate because of the cost cap and all of that. And I get it. I'd be, I'd have, I would have had enough if I was Max Verstappen. Um, now for Red Bull, um, I don't know. You kind of you kind of want to promote your image in Formula One. That's kind of a big deal, and you don't get very far with the FIA if you don't talk to the people that are broadcasting it, or if you don't talk to the radio at all, right? Because I, I know for sure this has happened in a few scenarios, right? So, um, you the um, FIA hears about something from discussion between a team and the media. And so something is resolved, right? Like you're you're closing that door for yourself. So like, let's see, what was I thinking about? Oh, um, the uh, Alpine appeal for, and uh, the Haas appeal. That whole thing, mm-hmm. that whole thing going on was settled because of t- the media's portrayal of it and how the FIA messed up. Right? It helps. But now Red Bull's taking themselves out of the discussion with the biggest broadcaster of Formula One. The, after, they have, who has the American rights as well. Yeah, after winning the world championship. so They can't talk to the main character or the main yeah, family. You, you can't talk to the the big shots anymore. It's like so keeping it's, up with the Kardashians. With, you can't talk to Kim. It's I know like, that's a really random <laughs> analogy. Or it's like a, keeping a, up with the example. Kardashians, but you can only talk to Rob. Oh. And Black China. Yeah. All right, what did you get it from this, Joe? From this uh, before we get off of the Kardashians? Yeah, yeah I was gonna say. Oh, that's that's probably gonna be the no context. I'm gonna guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, as a, I was, I mean, as a Mercedes fan myself, and someone who obviously did not necessarily agree with the way the championship ended last year, I can certainly still empathize with Max as someone who did his best, fought for that championship, had nothing to do with what the FIA ultimately ended up deciding. I mean, that's completely out of his control. And so for people to still be talking about this, I mean, we're nearly done with this season and we're still talking about last season. There's no reason for that to there's no reason for that to be even talked about. There's plenty that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely just doesn't have a place. And I, I, I feel bad for the guy, to be honest, because if you think about his trajectory, I mean, he's worked his entire life through karting, through F2. I mean, you know, worked his entire F3, worked his entire his entire career to get to where he is and to win that championship. And then ultimately to have people say that your seminal achievement in life isn't deserved that you shouldn't have won that um it really it's just not a good look for the sport um at the end of the day yeah mr sunglass noah man i'm tired of the media getting a hold of these narratives inside of our beautiful sport and trying to change it (laughs) you know at the end of the day racers get out there and race (laughs) that's right you know you don't need all these we went motor over racing. overpaid Nothing, media workers, overpaid media workers trying to determine who's who and who deserves what. 
at the end of the day, it comes out to the cars, and it comes down to the drivers determining that. It's called racing, Ted. We went motor racing. racing. <laughs> we went car racing. Or no, nothing just motor an inch, racing. Nothing anyway, just an incident on the race. Yeah, and um, another thing I'll say to that is like, think about the world champions of the past, right? Michael Schumacher won one world championship, his first, by absolutely destroying Damon Hill's car and crashing him out of the race. He tried to do that again. Wait, hold on. The next year, qualifying's going on right now. Yeah. What? That's live. I thought. What happened to practices? They're over. They already happened. They happened three hours ago. Sprint races. Oh, is it a sprint race? Yeah, it's a sprint weekend. Wait, guys. We can do a live commentary of Cop. Well, let's get to this. We can do Q2. We we need 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 to finish finish this. Yeah, let's finish. We'll do do a preview. We'll do a preview. We need to finish our bashing of the media. Okay, yeah. So, like, like, Michael Schumacher tried to take out. He succeeded his first time on Damon Hill, and then the second time he tried to do it to Jacques Villeneuve, who then won his first world championship because Michael ran himself off the track and couldn't get going again. Like, that's the kind of thing that we see. And for, for Max to win a championship by the FIA bumbling a decision is so much of a smaller deal. Like, Lewis won his first championship after the biggest cheating scandal in history. Like, literally the largest fine in sporting history was handed out to McLaren, and then Lewis won his first championship. Like, there's there's been shadows cast over so many championships. And then Rebel just had too much catering. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> too much food, yeah. Too much food. Max was so hungry that... Yeah, I will say also, though, we live in a time of media and a time of spin on our information, and I think that's got a lot to do with it. Man, Carlos Sainz's helmet is beautiful. That's Charles. That's look. Oh, yeah, that is Charles. I see the Monegas <laughs> flag now. But- my thing with they've now I don't know if you said this but they've now settled it. Red Bull will be talking to Sky Sports this weekend. Mm. They started to sell it. Max talked about it. they've figured it out. But my main thing is just Sky Sports said I'm sorry. Yeah, because they realize they need to be able to talk to them. But I mean, I get why Red Bull did. I get why Max. I mean, you you just can't put you just there's a each person has their limit to what they're willing to put up with. Yeah. And in the end, this that was just too much for him. Yeah. And I agree with that. But and then his teammates. I mean, you have to. If it's not just going to be one person, it's got to be your whole team. They've got to follow suit. So mm. I respect Red Bull for doing that in that regard. I'm glad they're going to be able to talk to him again since we do get the Sky Sports coverage here in America. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah. I mean, jumping off, jumping off what Ben said, too. I mean, Japan 1990, you know, Schumacher, uh, not Schumacher, Senna takes out Prost in the yeah, first corner. Yeah, that's another corner. one. And we talk about Ayrton Senna as like the most revered by far F1 driver. Definitely, I think the, most, definitely the most talented. Certainly, and I would say, I mean, for most most fans of the sport, would say that he is, you know, just the iconic driver yeah. of the sport. And for no one, I mean, rarely is that brought up. You mm-hmm. know, it's still kind of the, you know, if you don't go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. That's the only time it's ever talked about. But he's still revered for that. Yeah. And so, you know, there's going to be controversy in motorsport. I mean, that's that's fundamentally part of it. Um, but to but to take away from Max's championship as a result of that. Certainly not good, not good for the sport, especially when we're trying to bring new fans in mm. um, and make it very inclusive. Definitely. You're on to something there. And I, I think it's a good thing, too, because I think Liberty Media definitely would have known how to handle it if it exceeded that. Because they, of course, not only own Formula One, but the Braves and also one of the premier uh, radio uh, medias in the world with Sirius XM. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. I did not. Well, the Braves, oh, yeah, because Liberty Media is a publicly traded company, so that's why the Braves 
financial records are published. One of the few teams that does that. That's how each team figures out how much money they get from the MLB each year. That's it's crazy. All the, all the media rights are split up. Kind of same thing with the Packers since they're the only publicly owned team. Everyone in the NFL gets to see how much the media each team gets per year from the media. Because what? We need an F1 team that's publicly traded. That'd be awesome. Uh, there's the uh, Aramco Aston Martin team. Oh, also, also Williams and Doralton Capital. Doralton Capital is a trading company. We said F1 teams, Finn. There have been not sponsors. Uh, I'm kidding. But the title sponsors. I mean, title sponsors could be. I mean, Oracle for Red Bull. I mean, yeah, Oracle is a publicly traded company. I mean, they're all Red Bull in general. We might be getting some rain qualifying. Yeah, there's rain coming to Brazil. There's rain here at Auburn. Yeah, lots of spice things up. Oh yeah. Sorry, Ben was just doing something to me. I was just saying, how are we doing on time? We're doing good on time. We got a few more minutes. We, we, we can, we can enough, buy Ferrari for kind of break. How much would Ferrari cost? Uh, let's see here. <laughs> how much? Let, let me check the old uh, stock market as a <laughs> ninety-two cents. The Italian stock market. Yeah, I mean, while while he does that, no, I mean, there's plenty of sponsors. There. I mean, Petronas is a publicly traded company. I mean, there's plenty yeah. that are. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that would absolutely be interesting. I mean, CrowdStrike is huge, It's just too. a matter of, like, the actual, like, team. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Being yeah. able to understand. Their well, that would be Ferrari. Ferrari. Uh, Ferrari NV, SPA, yeah. Uh, is $218 a share. That's not U.S. or Italian? U.S. dollars. Yes. That's not bad. Is it? Tra- it's traded in Italy, correct, though? No, it's traded in it's on the, the actual stock market. It's on the uh, the, he- the headquarters is in uh, Italy. Yes. Is it on the Nasdaq or the NYSE? Uh, NYSE. Really? Uh, yeah. What's their wow. symbol? F E R. Uh, R A R I. I think it's in F N V. F N V. Okay. Well, speaking of Ferrari, we're just gonna just go ahead. Ah, I can't come up with one, but we're gonna head. No, to you break. know what? No. I got one. I got All one. I've been hit it. We will be raining down more. Formula One information and content. When we come back, love you guys. Bye. This is Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the Smooth Operators podcast. We are just cruising and grooving on a Friday afternoon, keeping it smooth and keeping it breezy. And uh, speaking of breezy, it is raining in Interlagos or in uh, Sao Paulo right now in Brazil at the Interlagos circuit. Uh, the Autodromo Jose Carlos Pace. Pachi. 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 Here we go. Pachi. That is Greg's Portuguese for the day. But yes, so we. I love it when he tries to speak Dutch. It's really cute. So let's try to see where Griggs. No, it's bad. All right. The circuit length. So this is a, the Brazil track 4.309 kilometers per lap, 71 laps. Uh, and the total distance is 305.879 kilometers. First Grand Prix was in 1973, and the lap record is held by Mr. Valtteri Bottas with a 1 minute, 10 second, .540 lap time. Another Valtteri shocker. Yeah, we've had a few this year we've talked about where we've seen Valtteri be at the top of those lists. He's so, fast on, in. He's so fast on one lap. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Mm. At the end of the race, when Mercedes needed another point, mm. <laughs> we have no second drivers. <laughs> yeah, Valtteri, <right>. it's <laughs> Valtteri, let Lewis through. Let him through. No, <laughs> no, he went no. <laughs> yeah. James, this is Valtteri. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this race, there is. Hold on, let me. I got to get the right number. Fifteen corners. With two DRS detection zones, there's one 
DRS zone between turns three and four in a, on the front straight near the finish line. And then there's one actually on the straight at the finish line from turns 15 to turn one. So this is the penultimate race in the Formula One calendar. No, you, it's not. Yeah, it is. Abu Dhabi. I said penultimate. Yeah, penultimate means the last one. No, it's not. No, it's second to last. You're I right. I was right. Yeah, exactly. What? Joe over there is just shaking his... What? He knows. He knows ball. He knows car. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was right. So this is the penultimate race. This used to be the race where everything finished off at, but now yeah. it's in Abu Dhabi. So what can we look forward to this in this track? Let's start off with Ben. Okay, so one thing that I love about this track is there are a ton of elevation changes and a lot of blind corners, right? So turn... Turn two and three are blind uh, S's, right? And uh, it's very important to get a good exit out of turn three for that straight. It's crucial, I would say. And then as you approach that left-hand kink, or maybe not a kink, it's more of a sweeping bend. As you approach that left-hand bend, you're going to want to have your foot pinned so you can lift slightly towards the apex to get the car to rotate and then turn out of there with your foot on the floor. There's a lot of good spots to pass, a lot. You've got... The uh, the start finish straight you have, you have again like I said turn two and three where uh, Perez held off Lewis last year, that was an epic moment. You have what turn fifteen right at the end. People will get you down there if you get a good exit too. There's just there's a lot of opportunities and it's a super compact track. Everything stays pretty close and it's not hard to follow the action. Joe, yeah, I mean. Ben basically covered most of the circuit. The main thing I think about in regards to Interlagos is the history of the circuit. I mean, obviously, there's such a rich racing tradition in Brazil. Um, of course, we you know we talk about Senna, but there's so many other you know Nelson Piquet. There's plenty of other amazing. Yeah, uh, there's pl- so so many so many amazing Brazilian drivers and the fans at that. It's very reminiscent of Mexico from last week. I mean, they show out in record numbers surrounding that circuit. Um, mm. It is huge there. But I also think about a little bit, um, you know, what happened last year and how important that race was for Lewis, um, but also just how exciting the racing can be there. It really does sort of represent the best of Formula One. We've talked a lot today about um, some of the newer Grand Prix being parking lot races, not nearly as exciting. Interlagos never disappoints. It's a classic. One of the things that I've uh, noticed about this track is the pit lane. Uh, pit lane is obviously on a hill, and in, uh, it also is one of the longest ones, I believe, in all of Formula One, as uh, the entrance is actually right on the right before uh, the turn 15. It runs through the start finish line, through the Senna S's, which is turns one and two, and out of turn three is where you exit it. And it's one of those things that can really mess up your race if you're not careful and straight on the straight and narrow on your pits which is you know f1's a team sport you got to be good behind the wheel and you got to have guys that are willing to get down there and change your tires real fast or put a wing on if you, if you need it or something like that oh yeah and just like we saw last week with uh nascar a bad pit stop can change your entire race do not know do not talk about nascar Joe Logano won, and I'm not. Oh God. He walked that race. <laughs> oh. He walked it while everyone else was running. Folks, Joe. Why don't you like him? I hate Joe Logano. Why? Because he's a winner. Because as Tony Stewart once said. Oh, no. Watch it. Not the Some things I can't say on, <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> just Here's what I'd say with that. If you can't stand with Joe Logano, feel free to stand in front of Tony Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was gonna say I see I see Ben and Griggs are watching a little bit of uh, of qualifying. Anything new to report? Anything with the rain or anything? That it's we, uh, the, the, it's they're all amazing. starting to on the comms on the side where just the text, not really that. It's starting to rain more in uh, Brazil. But when I look at this track, again, I'm still newer to Formula One. I'm not. This is like I think the last race I've never seen live. So that we've seen this year, so that's kind of crazy. I'm we have a, have a full knowledge next year, so I'm looking forward to that one. But yeah, when I'm looking at this track right here, it's important. It's crucial that you can hit those DRS zones correctly and get out of those straights near the end, and just be able to have a good exit into turn one and near the back straight of that, because it's right. It's really back loaded with the DRS zones. There's no one in that uh, third sector. It's all in that first and second sector, really. Yeah, so it's it's crucial. It's really crucial to have a good entry into turn one because you go turn one S, and then you go long turn two, and then you go back across turn three, and then it opens up into a straight. It's so important to have turn one right, because you if you don't have turn one right, you mess up turn two, and then you mess up turn three, and then you're going slow into the straight on turn after turn three into turn four. And then what happens? We need to know Lance Stroll over the curb. <laughs> yes, <laughs> iconic moment. <laughs> we need to add some of these. We I've need to know. I've said that for, for weeks. We, f- we need to figure out a way to add those to the board. Noah's got the what sound if you want to do the what sound real quick, Noah. Noah's own voice is on the board. What? Yeah, so that's Noah's <laughs> sound. Um, thank you, Noah. Thank you. But yeah, when I'm just I'm just excited for this race again. I didn't really know it was a sprint race until right ha- now because I checked Twitter and it was like, wait, why is qualifying going on right now? And then they tell me that it's a sprint race. It's been a long day for me, folks. It's it's a long day because Auburn basketball plays tonight too, and I have to be at the arena at five. But it's all good. And then on the field on Saturday too. On the field on Saturday. Never stops for Griggs. It really. never stops, man. It's a grind. And then a seven a.m. Grand Prix. Oh, I was gonna say. In addition to that, we talk a lot about. Um, we were talking about a little bit with Joey Logano and with with race strategy and how important that is. You know, when it comes to the rain, <clears throat> that's probably gonna be there in Brazil. Um, for all of these teams coming in there. I mean, obviously leading up to a Grand Prix weekend. You know, all these drivers are going to be practicing on the sim. They're going to be doing so much. But when it comes to tire strategy and how the rain will affect that, that's certainly something to be taken into account. I mean, throughout this year, we've seen so many times where rain has affected the results of the race, mm. slowed it down, including obviously stopping, uh, I guess, uh, what was the race that was stopped this year? Let's see. We had Japan. Japan. We had Monaco. Monaco. We had the other. We had the Italian Grand Prix. Um, was Spa stopped again? No. Was, yeah. no. Who was the one that Carlos won that, like, we said that, like, he can't win on, like, a full, like, lapped race? That was Italy. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that, that, was, was. that was rain then, too. Yeah, but that was Alpha Tauri's home race. That was, um, Imola. Imola was yeah. bad. Um, and then, you know, Spa last year was absolutely flooded. What you mean? I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> that's right. That's right. The, uh, wet tires still didn't get used. Yeah, I was gonna say if we see the wet tires get used, that'll be the day the cows come home. Really, I mean, instead of having the racing get stopped, that is certainly one of my gripes this season is not getting to see racing in the rain. I would love to see them actually use the wet tires instead of stopping the race. I mean, certainly yeah. there are times where there's so much rain it is you know physically impossible to race. But they really need to fix the wet tires. That would be yeah. It's like the F2 engine. Like we would just love to see that get fixed. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, the F2 F2 is just broken right now. It, it is really broken. is. And but we need Sergeant here. <laughs> yeah, the point system and the licensing system is so broken right now. My question to that, real quick, before we go into another break here in another minute, if Sergeant doesn't get enough points required, I don't know how far or how much he needs really. Who is Williams' next really option? Because we didn't really talk too much driver. Jack Doohan. Who? Jack Doohan. 
Okay. The nineteen-year-old uh, kid from New Zealand. He's a good shot. Ah. He's got a good shot. All right. As we uh, go to our break, currently in Q2, Verstappen P1, Sainz P2, Leclerc P3, uh, Russell P4, Norris P5, Alonso P6, and qualifying has just wrapped up. Or not wrapped up. Q2 has Q2. just Q2. wrapped up. Just Sorry. remember, none, none of this matters because tomorrow we're going to have a, what is it, 10, 20 lap race to determine? 20, yeah. Sprint. Start. Oh, my And God. Stroll absolutely botched turn one. Yeah. We need to know. Up. We need to know. We but need to know. We're going to cut that to a break early. So we can give our predictions near the end a little bit. So don't go anywhere. Don't lock up like Lance Stroll's tire. When we come back, we're giving our race predictions for to us. I guess we'll give the race predictions for the sprint race that's qualifying is already happening and the race on Sunday. So you're don't go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Hello and welcome back into the Bradley Basin Studio here in the Melbourne Student Center. You're listening to Weagle 91.1 FM's exclusive Formula One show. And right now we got a race to talk about and predict, ladies and gentlemen. You're still using the V10 sound. It's supposed to sound like V6 V6 Turbo Hybrid. It's like some interesting ASMR we could do just for like an hour just, of different F1 yeah, we're just, interpretations. We're going off the rails right now. But yes, again, race We do weekend. better than the F1 Foley artists, though. <laughs> Facts. Race Use week. real cars. <laughs> uh, you saw the video. I should, like the guy, who, uh, the guy who I watched, Rocket Power Mohawk, he put the V10s on the cars for the final lap of Abu Dhabi 2021. No. I will send you that video later. It Please is amazing. Do. Um, do. But yes, that was really cool. But yes, race weekend. So we have qualifying going on right now. Well, you know how we do our predictions. We don't really keep score. We probably should eventually. But we're just going to get right into it. So this race this weekend, what's the weather looking like in Brazil? Soggy. Moist. Moist. Like British weather. Like like British weather. British weather, but Brazil. So a little more tropical. Uh, What is it looking like? Just given that it's overcast now, that's probably a sign of So it looks like it's going to be raining most of this weekend. So Wonderful. Damp this week. The wet tires have their finger crossed. <laughs> They're really waiting. Yeah. Please use me, please. With brown, a, me, a mediocre win, not too, too bad. But let's just get right into it, gentlemen. Let's go ahead and start, excuse me, with our predictions for who will get. Let's just guess right now. Who do you think will get pole? I say we start with our we, guest here, Mr. Joe. So do you want me to tell you who's made pole for this last round? I would, lo- yeah, I would love that, honestly. All right, so I will tell you guys the names and just be thinking about this we're just doing this real quickly and we'll have the winner before we wrap up the show maybe so we'll see what happens there as i pull it back up on my phone i know it's the two red bulls two ferraris two mercedes magnuson alonzo alcon and who else there's one more what person. happened to lando lando was p yeah, I thought- and in lando as well lando I- lando's p5 as well and i think i got everyone in that yeah i think i did so just go off those people i'll let you know if i missed up one of those names. Wait, was it in that order? It was Red Bull, Red Bull, Ferrari, Ferrari, Mercedes. I think Mercedes? it was Red Bull, Ferrari, Ferrari, Red Bull. Okay, yeah, because it was uh, Verstappen, Sainz, Leclerc, Perez. Yes. Okay. This well, can be pretty quick since it's off. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm feeling this is maybe what I want to happen, but I'm not going to go the easy cop out. The max probably will happen, but I'm feeling Sergio Perez. I, I mm. feel like Checo, I would love to see that happen. Be exciting. Yeah, that's The Mexican fine. Minister of Defense. Will the come. 
to reclaim his title. All right, Benward. Uh, Benward is going to say Verstappen, Signs, Leclerc. Hmm. Perez will be chasing down Leclerc, but he'll run out of Mr. time. Mr. George Strait, Defender. George Strait, Man. Defender. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um. No, this is for actual qualifier, right? This yes. Is not like, so we'll yeah. find out like yeah. the winner before we, we all leave the studio, probably. Um, That's exciting. I'll go with uh, Carlos Sainz third, Hamilton second, and Verstappen first. Ooh, mm. script. <laughs> the script. They didn't follow the those script. Are, those are some really good drivers in the wet, though. Those three. They I'm, really are. Griggs? I'm going to go Nicholas Latifi in third. I'm kidding. You got knocked out in Q1. Um, <laughs> that doesn't mean it's impossible. <laughs> And what's this? After bypassing Q2 entirely, Nicholas Latifi. <laughs> He's on the track. He's on the, track. He's on the second slot in the grid. <laughs> I'm going to go third. I'm going to go a little bit different here. I'm going third. I'm going to go Lando. Or actually, oh. no, I'm going to go. Yes, I'm going to go Lando. I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to go second. I'm going to go Carlos. And then first, I'm going to go Max. As it looks like they might be putting the tire blankets back on there. They're stuck in the pit lane right now. But I'm going to go Verstappen in first on that one. And qualifying. But let's kick it now to the sprint race. We don't really know the order, but we've seen how the sprint races have gone this year. Max has won both of them. So let's just start off. Joe, who you got for that sprint race? Let's I mean, I, ha- I, have to, I have to say Max for that. I mean, he's just been so dominant. And I feel like just this weekend, especially with all the controversy of last weekend, he's coming in and he wants to make a statement. And I think he will do that, at least in the sprint race. I think he's going to come in with his head down. He's going to have four seconds on P2. Max Verstappen. Easy call. Um, I'm gonna go with Lewis Hamilton. I think he overtakes Max Verstappen mm. at some point in the rain tomorrow. I would love to see it. No, I know. I would genuinely Joe, love to Joe, see. Joe, here's it. my thing. I don't have a problem with Lewis. I have a problem with his fans, which is I think a lot of people, a I, lot of yeah. people in F1 have. But here's the thing about Lewis. I've said the past like at least you guys can vouch me for the last five weeks. I've said Lewis is gonna get pole, and it's never happened. You've He's, gotten absolutely toasted every time. <laughs> no, <laughs> toasted because every time we'll see him practice, we're like. Oh, Lewis is up there near the top. Lewis is up in the top. It just could be something. I always say don't make your predictions based off of practice because in practice, teams are doing different things. He's so due. There's only been – I mean, George has gotten a pole position before him this year. There have been five drivers to get pole position this year. Yep. And Lewis is not one of them, unfortunately. Two more chances left. But for me, the sprint race, I'm going to go third. I'm going to go Charles Leclerc. Second, I'm going to go – why are you laughing at me? I'm not laughing at you. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. I uh, pretended to lick the microphone. Oh, nice. I would not do that. Not uh, sanitary at all. <laughs> second, I'm going to go Checo. And first, I'm going to go Mr. Max Verstappen. I like that. And Claire Perez Verstappen. All right. Before we get into our race predictions, let's go around. We do this each week. What is a team that, or a driver that you're looking to perform this week? over our, more of our expectations, or just a random race prediction you could see happening. Ben's the champion of this, by the way, Joe, just letting you know that. Oh, dear, if you, okay. If you listen to the show, any. Come topple you sound me like, from you yeah, sound I'm, like a big, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Come topple yeah, big, me from my Big show. I'm going to say I'm gonna say both Alpines top ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's taking the Griggs route, guys. Yeah, he's taking the say. Griggs route. Maybe yeah. Joe will be lucky for Alpine. I'm not going to say anything now. Until <laughs> Maybe Joe will be lucky for Alpine. Griggs, don't make a prediction because whoever you pick sandbags because you said whatever you said. Indeed. Um, Indeed. So, just except Red Bull, they just kind of do their thing. Anyways, uh, 
Lando, Norris, P4. P4. I think something's going to happen. I said Leclerc is off the podium. I stand by that. I think he's going to have a catastrophic pit stop, and Lando can hold him off. Actually, no, I didn't. I said uh, Leclerc is P3. I think it. I'm going to change up my podium, if that's okay, guys. Is that all right? No. Okay. No. Yeah, we've, not set our, we've only set our sprint race. Wait, that's right. That's right. That's right. Ow, I just banged my knee on the table. So you still have a chance to make redemption. Anyways, that snapped me back into focus. Um, Yeah, watch Lando Norris and watch K-Mag. K-Mag's going to go off. Mm-hmm. Mr. No, now the sunglasses are back on, folks. Y'all keep making the these print. predictions about who's going to finish high and who's going to do this sort of stuff, who's going to have a great weekend. Let me tell you something right now. Hmm. In the corners of six, seven, eight, nine, we're going to see two crashes this weekend. Ooh. And I Whoa. stand by I that. I love that. The prophet has spoken. Spoken with authority. Powerball well. numbers this weekend are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Said from his chest. All right, Gregs, what's your prediction? What's something that we can expect that wasn't expected? I'm going to go off the bin route a little bit. I'm going to change it up a little bit. Okay. I'm going to say Albon's going to finish in the points. I'm going to say he's going to finish eight or above. Whoa. I'm going to go with off the bit. That's why Ben's used to the person who's always the Williams supporter of the person who I, was hyping up Albon. I did say before we, or uh, while we were on break, Albon will be in the points. And I think he actually will be. I think he's going to get above P8. So P8 or above is my prediction for that. Wow. So I can see that happening. Wow. Also, I think one of the, t- one of the big six aren't going to finish in the points this weekend, whether it be due to a crash or um, just they didn't do well. So that's my prediction for that. Okay. One of the big six. So. One of the Mercedes, Red Bull, or Ferrari not finishing the points. Wow. And then Albon, top eight. I could see it happening oh. definitely with uh, the rain. Mm-hmm. Lance Stroll. Could we see Lance Stroll win the sprint race because it's in the rain? Bold indeed. That would that That's a possibility. You could have every single driver spin. You could have everybody spin a la, and then – um, Oh, they just red flagged it. Latifi. Are you kidding me? Um, no. is it, it's one of the Mercs. Which oh, one? no. Which one? We need to know. We it need to looks know. like it's the ankle socks, latte drinking George Russell. <laughs> That's too good. That's too good. I think he's had too much caffeine today. No, after he got all, a little jittery on the wall. No, after it came in first place with, in the qualifying right now. No way. Eight ten left. Ben, if your prediction comes right already, just like imagine USA, oh. <laughs> USA. All right, so there's a red flag in Q three. So we won't know who wins our qualifying before we get to the end of this one. We but are so sorry, guys. But sorry. we encourage you, if you feel inclined, to watch it. Yes. Find out for yourself. Mm-hmm. No, as Noah has a coughing fit. But let's get into the main function of it now. Joe, let's hear your podium prediction starting at P3 all the way to P1. <clears throat> all right. So um, P3, Lando. Bi- Ooh. Big, I know, The old, The bold. only person who is not, the only non-big six who's finishing the podium this year. Joe, Lando. trust me. I, I like that. I feel I feel like Lando he's gonna have a big day in the wet. Obviously, I guess it was Spa a couple years ago. He had terrible strategy. Yeah, but he still did well. He still did well. He still did well. And I feel like he's he's looking for redemption there. It's a big day for Lando. Love him. P two. Lewis Hamilton. Have to do it. I think in the wet he's lethal. And I think he just has a good race. I think, you know, not Mercedes season this year, but he still finds a way to get P two. And then your first overall, I've got to say, Max Verstappen. Had such a great season, great car, 
for what he's been able to accomplish. Truly incredible. Coming from a, a Mercedes fan can definitely say that about him. So I think he just continues his dominance uh, and takes P1. We love to see it. Benward. Benward? Benward. Ben, you're the champion right now, so it's kind of right. a lot of weight on your shoulders. Lots riding on this one. P3. Sergio Perez. Mm. P2. Carlos Sainz. Mm. P1. Maximilian Verstappen. There we go. There we go. Not that bold, guys. I'm going to say Lock it. it in. It's not that bold, but I think uh, Charles will, like I said earlier, take a catastrophic pit stop or have something terrible happen because, well, look there. Oh, uh, Ferrari fan Noah just took his sunglasses off of that one. I think he's wiping tears from his eyes right now. No, he's already. He's that's payback. That's he's payback cried. for the um, poker comment. He's already um, cried enough. <laughs> I'm not wiping tears off my eyes. Yes, you are. I'm wiping rain off. Where because is Because rain is a good thing. This weekend, rain is going to produce one of the greatest week uh, races we've ever watched. And in P3, it's going to be Sergio Perez. P2, it's going to be Charles Leclerc. And in first place, getting his maiden win this season, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Wow. And Joe stands up and cheers. The honorary Brazilian citizen, Lewis Hamilton. The script. The man himself. After all the, the political turmoil Brazil's had in the past couple of weeks. Lewis, Lewis Hamilton, could solve all of that. Just beca- by he, becoming he a thinks citizen. He, pr- he probably thinks he could. Definitely. Get right. Roscoe in there. Get Ro- Yes, get Ro- Roscoe could cause world peace. All right, and my prediction as the one that's been the least right this season. I'm going to go. <laughs> You've been unlucky. Oh, I was going to say George Russell, but now that I just saw him crash go in crash Q3. in Q3, it's going to be hard for him. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Carlos, P3. Checo, P2. Oh, wait, no, I'm going to go um, – no, sorry. I said Carlos, P3, Charles, P2, and then Max, P1. That is my Griggs – that is the Griggs guarantee. The Griggs – the double G, the GG, and also GG – Unfortunately, gentlemen, it is the end of our show today. But don't go, don't worry. Next week, we'll be right back here. Same time, same place, 1 p.m. Central before it will be our last race preview of the week of the year, guys. It will be one of our it will be the pen ultimate show of the first semester of Smooth Operators. But don't go anywhere. For Joe Bellardo, Ben McClurk, and No Phillips, I'm Greg Smelenkenberg. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Thank you for listening, everybody, and War Eagle. That's all we have today for Smooth Operators, Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, this has been the smoothest operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.